Hey, I'm Parker Lennon. And this is Chuck Stack. And you're listening to Back Fitness. Use fitness as a goal for something we wanted to do, and it allowed us to do things like rock climbing and surfing and, and do it in a fun way. Things you should question yourself about before you compete. Everybody's different. And yeah. so if you think you're going to be just like that study, or you think you're going to fall directly into that category, you're probably wrong. I follow doctors and certain trainers that are PhDs and stuff so that I can get what they're doing their research on. High game is the relentless pursuit of meeting new people. Yeah. <laughs> this or, is like killing them. <laughs> little organisms at a time. I was in a really bad place, but what got me through was fitness, number one, and secondary was meditation and really good friends, of course. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. So the first one, we got a, uh, on our, our page this week, we got a really good question on metabolic damage. And the funny thing is, it was with somebody that's very active. It looked like she was a spin instructor. She knew kind of her stuff. And then yeah. Chuck got to it before I did because I was coming back from Vegas. Which yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to pull my weight in the, the ways yeah. that I can. Cause, he he um, gets this one a lot better than I do. So Yeah, so we had a full podcast on kind of metabolic damage and a little bit about reverse cycling um, or uh uh, basically reverse, reverse dieting, dieting yeah. to get your uh, your calories back in, to where it's um to where you're eating a, a more comfortable and a more metabolically uh, sound diet because mm-hmm. the problem is is that when you go into a, a large uh, deficit for a long time your body actually slows down its metabolism it gets used to eating only you know say 1500 calories um, and that can really damage the body in the sense that you're malnourished you're you're you have extreme deficiencies and everything and that's that's where a lot of people have uh, blood issues you know if they start checking their blood and this person did they they had a little bit low calories they knew they had low calories they'd come out of a, a, a hard diet so to speak a mm-hmm. leaning phase so um, they're in the process of, of working back into it the question was if they should add about 10 to 15 grams of carbs weekly um, here's the here's the thing that she didn't really premise that I was going to ask, but I I was like, yeah, he answered it really well, and I didn't want to uh, add to a long conversation, but um, she didn't say what she started out at, like what right. her macros were to start. Right, and I I don't really care at this point, you know, mm-hmm. like as a coach myself that that teaches a lot of my clients about this, I don't really care. It's just adding a little bit at a time, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, some people they do. And, and that rate is a little bit too fast, you know, a weekly increase of 10 to 15 grams, you know, you, you may not notice it the first week or two, but you know, the third and fourth week you would notice maybe a little spillage, a little body fat gain. And she was trying to do it in a healthy way and, and stay lean and everything too. So, uh, in that sense, um, increasing 10 to 15, you would do that, but you would monitor your weight or uh, your body fat or skin fold or something like that so that you can see that your body's staying consistently either where it's at or it's decreasing. And then after you notice, after two weeks usually, usually two to three weeks, at that point, I would increase, make another increase, you know, so. I was gonna say, um, it doesn't have to be weekly either. I don't know why people hang on to the yeah, week people, thing. Because they, get, they want that instant, you know, that instantaneous, like they, if they're changing stuff quickly, 
and yeah. rapidly. And that's the that's like the I feel like the premise of like the '90s and 2000s. It's like this adaptive, um, change everything type of of method. You know, it's like hey, almost you, like the confusion training. Yeah, was. the confusion method. Yeah. You know, where you're just trying to confuse your body, and your body's supposed to be adapting to this and always be in a state of constant adaption. And I, it doesn't work that way. You know, yeah, like, let's say there there are certain body types that that thrive with it. Mine would probably be one of those, but and with my clients, yeah, I, that's a fun don't. workout, you know, like when mm-hmm. I can tell somebody's had a rough week or something and they're a little demotivated, I'll, I'll have a workout like that where I'll pick an exercise, a, a different exercise for every single thing that they're doing. You know, we're training the same muscle groups and we still have some thought behind what we're doing and direction, mm-hmm. but I'm just picking a different exercise every time for the same reason. Yeah, you know, I, so that I it, did that with my client last yeah, week. It just makes it fun for them. You know, like they're like, Oh, Hey, are we going to do one of those workouts again? And I'm like, nah, today we're back to the regular programming, you know, like, and yeah. it's because you have to have structured program to be able to see results and to be able to observe that what you are doing is working. And when you do that, when you do see it's working, you get more motivated and you stick to it a lot more. It, it's not a fast process, you know, like everybody wants it to be an overnight thing and it's not. So I think um, it, the, a good, um, a good thing to talk about, we talked about this like one of our first podcasts, is the magic pill mentality. Yeah. Everybody wants it to happen so freaking quick. Sure. And uh, in reality, like, you know, we and I heard it um, on a podcast the other day by a, a really good fitness professional. I said, you know, it might take six, eight months before I get somebody losing weight. And, you know, it, it's more realistic for you to go into it, fix your diet, fix your metabolic damage, and then start working on, you know, a lot of the the weight loss that you want and it might not happen at the same time yeah that's always the approach i go with you know let's get your health back on check let's get your body functioning properly uh, let's get you moving properly and then we'll start focusing on you know those fun workouts and the, the vigorous stuff that's getting your heart rate up and getting you really sweating and stuff so um yeah i, I build a, a lot like it's like a it's a good two-month base before i really get into the intense stuff with yeah my clients. And, and that's a it's a great way to be it's, it's unless com- they're like a straight athlete you know right out of the gate sure and and that's what people really need you know like when you focus on the basics and everything it's uh people don't get hurt you know they don't have uh plateaus as often you know it's just the results are a little more steady and they're consistent and then longer down the road they have better results you know you see a less of less people falling off so to speak you know just because of the fact that um they're getting long-term effects, you know, or just because the numbers aren't saying anything, they can visually see the effects, you know, like they become aware about their body. Mm-hmm. They, be, they realize, oh, I'm not huffing and puffing anymore, or, hey, I'm looking better in the mirror, or my I'm down two pant sizes, you know, like that stuff's all the important stuff, you know, it's not necessarily weight. Well, and, I w- here's a great example. Um, I just went through about seven months of this group program that I've had going. I had two clients that have made it through the whole entire seven months, and, um, you know, I've had people come in and out but they uh i have a month to month basis on their body comp and their weight loss and their sizes so you know we actually from day one started doing the measurements and now i'm graphing it out and it's like dude that that's like 20 30 pounds and you can see the size change um it's, it's really cool to see that when you actually like have it metrics uh the metrics for it which I usually don't do, which I'm, I'm glad that I did. And I'm glad that this program, we kind of made that a priority. Um, and if you could do that with your, uh, your workout program, you're going to see big differences. Uh, and it, it's not something that you notice overnight. It takes, you know, seven, eight months to really get the 30, 35 pounds that they lost. So, 
Yeah, that's what I try to tell people all the time. You know, it's yes, the objective stuff is fun. You know, it's nice to see numbers change and everything like that. But don't focus on that stuff so much. And sometimes when you don't focus on it, it it's when it kind of sneaks up on you. The mm-hmm. results you like, you look back and you realize, whoa, you know, like I was, you know, four pant sizes bigger, or I was, you know, two shirt sizes bigger. And, and, and you don't notice that stuff until unless you did take measure and you do look back. Yeah, one of my clients does his uh, the notches in his belt, and he's went down like four notches. Um, and he was so he he kind of he went back up on the scale, right? And I told him I was like, don't don't worry about that. He's like, well, I've ate bad and stuff. And I was like, well, you'd be more mindful of what you're eating, but I wouldn't let the fluctuation freak you out. And um, he just he's got really crazy about it lately. He came in tonight. He's never I've never seen him on a Thursday night before. He was in there. He did. Uh, he's on my fitness pal, so it, it alerted me, and he did like 500 calories on the treadmill all by himself. Yeah. I didn't tell him to do it. <clears throat> no, that's so was, awesome. Like, awesome, man. Like that that makes me really excited. You know, when when people actually like make that turn, they're like, I'm really committed to this. Oh yeah, no, it's a and I have a client like that right now too. And with all of my clients, that's why if you train with me, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Out. but yeah. all of my clients my priority first is getting their body moving better you know mm-hmm. like making you move more efficiently and what the, I, mean I mean this program that we're designing is all about moving better yeah and and it's funny because when we talked about it five years ago it was like this is the idea this is what we want to do it's like this we want we were focusing on like goals that we had for coming out of the program we had no idea what the program was going to turn into um but it's it's exactly it you know it's it's going to be a corrective exercise a mobility uh, a different type of structure than what most of the fitness industry has seen and yeah and most of them are going for that super intense and like right out of the gate you're going to lose 20 30 pounds we're like we're going to make you move better yeah and it's then, not sexy and then we're going to teach you about food yeah you know? and then we're going <laughs> to yeah. teach you about how to be strong and then we're going to teach you about how to be strong stronger, faster, you know, yeah. and then we're going to take it back hey, to the beginning and make be, it even better. You're going to be you facking know? stronger. You're going to be facking stronger. You're going to be like, what the fuck happened? I just started <laughs> facking, following this be fact fitness more fucking stuff. And, flexible. And, yeah, it's just, it's going to be, um, I'm, I'm serious guys. This is, uh, this is a, a very cool project and I kind of just announced it officially tonight, you know, as, yeah. as far as just like let people know what it was going on. Cause um, because of, I uploaded 127 videos. <laughs> yeah, but and that, and that was what I was waiting for was oh, was us to get this first batch of stuff going because we want to give you that sneak peek. We want yeah. to show you what we're working on, you know. Because it's not a secret. We'll let you know. But uh, you know, we're we're building a program. We're we're going to build multiple ones. And right now, the the foundational program is going to be to get people moving better and correct some imbalances. Um, so another thing I could actually say, uh, real quick before we go on to post cycle therapy, which it could start a shitstorm, I'm assuming because CJ just joined. Um, <laughs> and uh, so what I would say is, uh, it when you look at people's measurements left to right, um, your right calf, if you're right-handed, is usually bigger. Your right bicep, and I'm starting to see that more and more with the clients. It's very rare that you find somebody that's perfectly balanced, and that's something that we're going to work on in our program is actually getting that more balanced. Yeah, and uh, so again, what the what the program is going to focus on is a lot of unilateral leg stuff because mm-hmm. that's a uh, and really it's going to be unilateral upper body stuff too. But that's that's where you're training one leg or one arm at a time because it does it it supports. 
uh, symmetry and balance and all the things that we don't realize, you know, like, and it's funny because as I teach people how their body's moving and everything, they'll look in the mirror and they'll be like, my right side's always like this, or my left side's always like this, (laughs) you know, like, and they're like showing me what, what they realize. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. You know, like you probably do this, that, and the other. And they're like, Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it, it's funny that if, if you don't know what we're talking about, story. well, the link I've been putting the link in the the show notes, so like you can look and just go to any. There's a ton of videos on the unilateral movements. We have a ton of them. I think um, like a hundred. I, I, the video I want to do tonight is going to be on posture, static posture. Okay. So we'll yeah we'll, we'll have do, that. In the... We'll do that at the very end. Okay. Um. um so moving on, uh, there there was a question this week. Um, I don't know exactly. I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, so post-cycle therapy is important. If you're wondering what that means, uh, if you were to do some sort of anabolic uh, stack. Androgenic. Androgenic stack, a steroid or pro-hormone, there is a follow-up process where you need to, number one, get your free test back in check, and number two block the estrogen which is probably went up with elevated with the testosterone because when you when you do increase your testosterone your your estrogen basically tries to catch up Uh, Mm -hmm. so you're and that's why you'll get people with uh you know puffy nipples um, yeah and it's basically uh yeah gyno it's when you're you kind of get puffy nipples you get uh you'll actually get nodules in your nipples um that are kind of deposits or something so uh it's it's basically it's it's a nasty side effect effect of having, you know, too much testosterone. Even kids get it that, uh, you know, just have elevated testosterone in, in their teenage states, but it's just one of those I mean, things. I do. Uh, uh, actually, I thought that's why, why one thing I mentioned, but I didn't remember completely. So, yeah. So I got it when I was a teen and I actually, I go back and forth. Mine will actually, so my nips, they'll, uh, they'll grow and they'll shrink and it's based upon my lifting protocol. So right. I get really, really sensitive nipples if I'm working out hard. Like right now, they're actually pretty. That's interesting. Um, but they'll like my right one used to be really puffy, and then it switched over to my left. So, um, and that's that's a fluctuation of natural hormones. But it's very it's exponentially um, amplified if you are taking testosterone and or some of the other ones, which are more than your regular testosterone. You know. Yeah, um, we're not going I mean, into we we said we want to you know we've loved to have somebody on that wants to talk about steroids we don't have experience that's the problem we can we can tell you everything we've read we can tell you everything we know about friends but we cannot physically be the not guide guinea pig guinea pig we have not been the guinea pig <laughs> we, so. and we won't be the guinea pig and because we won't. that's just been part of our uh, our moral moral fibers growing up as trainers is that we will be na- natural and we'll stay natural our our whole career because we want to do this in the long run you know we're trying to we're trying to be those trainers that are 45 and 50 and still inspiring people and motivating people and uh, you know this is just such and a honestly foundation. for what we do it doesn't really make sense anyways yeah it's it's just Though some people in BMX really did (laughs) jump on that that steroid bandwagon hard. That was the eye-opening experience to me was I was like, wow, this is, um, you know, just getting to the point where I saw a lot of people, a lot of steroid use, you know, and it it shocked me to some of the people that were doing it because I was like, oh, wow, that's, uh, 
that's interesting. <laughs> like I never thought that person would do that, you know, like, and they just covered it up well. And that's what, uh, you know, there's a lot of that in, in professional sports. That's a whole world that we're not in guys. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you, unless you're in the in crowd, you're out, you know, and, yeah. and you don't know a lot of stuff that goes on, but there is a lot of behind well, tell, the scenes. Tell stuff. them what you told me the other week about your first, uh, physique show. The first thing that uh, happened. Yeah, to you. the my very first physique show. I was crushed. I, I just I went in. I basically got measured for uh, for height to be classified in, into whatever category. Um, I'm standing there. I'm waiting to get tanned. I, I I don't know the process at this point, so I'm just kind of like wandering around with my bags in my hand. I go in line. Do you mean your balls in your hand or your bags? My bags, like my actual bags. <laughs> this is before yeah, you got naked. This is naked. before I got naked to get tanned. Um, but which that's the story in itself. But it's yeah. pretty funny. Um, so. I'll tell that too, just cause it's fun anyways, but I'm standing in line to, to get tanned and this guy's standing next to me and he's like, kind of like all broed out, like, like just really hyped up and everything about the whole experience. And he's looking at me and he's like, Hey man, what's going on? Uh, you know, like, yeah, how'd your prep go? Did you do pretty good? And you know, just like nonstop talking to me. And he's like, so what, uh, what'd you take to get to this point? And I'm like, nothing protein <laughs> you know like uh, protein maybe some bcas and he's I like think he said like he said uh what was your stack yeah he's like no what's your stack and i was like um yeah protein <laughs> and i like didn't really know how to respond to him You're like and i took he, some dandelion roots uh, yeah, to, to get like, shredded that's what i told him i'm like i took some uh you know uh uber ursa to like to, as a diuretic i was just chugging a lot of water like i was just i did it as natural as i could and I, those are exactly the supplements i took um but he's so he's approaching me about this and then he's like no like were you taking tests or and i'm like Oh my God. Like I zoned out at that point. I'm like, really? <laughs> I busted my ass. I did this naturally. Like I went from a fat kid to like actually shredded for once in my life. And like, this is the dude that's going to beat me <laughs> you know, like 150 pounds wet that, you know, is stacked out of his mind, you know, on just steroids. And, um, it's a tough reality. If you, if you don't, I mean, I've trained three different times and not done this show and it, it has a lot to do with my, my whole feeling about the the uh, competing mentality, and I'm not. It, I don't think it it's the same for like bikini or like you know some of the others because in bikini you can get away with it, right? Like obviously, I know people that have done that, and you know they've been fine with it. In physique, you you pretty much if you want to win, have to be on some sort of you have to have really good genetics or be on some sort of cycle. And it's like you get up to the point and you're like, man, I'm just I don't look like this or that. And it's it's tough. It's a tough reality. Excuse my language. And I'll say it because I I never cuss, but it's a complete mind fuck. Yeah. You know, like uh, the whole competition thing, especially. And this is being a trainer training as an athlete. Uh, I was being the trainee and the trainer at the same time. So it. It's a, that's a complete different experience. And that's exactly what you're talking about. I mm -hmm. think is the fact that you're not only training yourself for this competition, but you're having to deal with the emotions that the food's putting on you, that the stress is putting on you, that the depleted state is putting on you. And you just, all of a sudden you're like, 
wow, what the hell's going on? You know, and it, you doubt a lot of what you do. And that's why I think it is beneficial to, to hire a coach and, yeah. and to just say, like, I'm going to put this in somebody else's hands that's experienced in this that I trust. And I've done my research on to, to know that I put my faith in this person and my money in this person and, you know, just have them have them teach you the ropes, you know, like that's the best thing. And I was very fortunate to have, uh, Holly Beck, uh, who's IFBB pro, you know, kind of like teach me at least a little bit of what was going to go down. Cause yeah, I did some posing with you guys too, right before I left. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, she helped a lot. No, she, she basically told me you need to develop your lats. So I spent the next year developing my lats. Sure. It's <laughs> so like, you need lats. Fuck you. Yeah, and she's like, hide your lats <laughs> to yeah. me. So yeah. it's like, yours is opposite. Yeah. It's, it's funny how the body composition and stuff really, makes a big difference but uh no so, it's um let's let's round of its own let's round back to the question though and so there here's the big and here's a big problem post cycle therapy that works we're not talking about over-the-counter stuff we're talking about the actual like prescribed um did i said that right over the counter is I what think, you can buy right yeah over the counter um, is what you can buy and, um and so that you can get stuff. There's tons of stuff out there. And people have asked me about this. This would actually be a good question to answer too. Can you buy the estrogen suppressors that are natural? We'll say supplement estrogen suppressors and then do like testosterone boosters and get the same effect. No, because it's not these are, we're talking about prescription medication versus supplements. Yeah, you're going to mess your body up really bad if you start doing that stuff, especially post cycle, you know, yeah. like you've just had everything at a slamming elevated rate uh and then you're going to try to like raise one and lower the other and like really so your hormones are like a switchboard. That's what I always say to people. So for you those that don't know what a switchboard is that aren't old enough for it, it's when we We're had, not even old enough for it, man. What are you talking about? No, we we were. We had dial-up phones and the like regularly like uh date yourself bro i'm Anyways, not, I'm not in had, this conversation okay, we had operators <laughs> there was you could still press zero and have an operator we had to do the collect calls and stuff like that i remember that shit so anyways <laughs> star 69 yeah we're like i'm blocking your ass you won't be able to tell that i'm calling you anyways um so you when you do that like you don't want to come out of a cycle. Like the proper thing to do is to only take the cycle for as long as it's recommended. If you're taking pro hormones or anything like that, if you're getting and some of your favorite bodybuilders never go off their steroid cycle or they just go into different cycles. Like a cycle is a cycle. It, it comes around, you know, mm -hmm. it goes in periods, it goes in phases, it goes in trends. So you don't ever want to be taking stuff for a long period of time. So, so let's talk about, something that's that is doctor recommended healthy uh legal um you know po like hormone therapy you know that's hormone a, replacement therapy right, hormone replacement therapy is recommended to most people and there is no there is no post cycle so to speak or there is no like focus on repairing did, what's wrong how like, does it work is it top they just give you testosterone yeah they give you top topical or injections it's it's the same stuff they just it, give you testosterone. Just, you go into your doctor and he injects steroids in your ass pretty much or your shoulder or your hip just depends it, like depends how, what type how it often is. uh weekly typically so you're just gonna hey doc uh I'm, here's my pants um my ass cheek. Yeah, I mean, I, and I have clients that they, and that they never they never go and, off at all. Mm, no, I mean, it's kind of a once you're on, you're on. You're, I mean, and that's how it is. It's like insulin. You know, that's mm -hmm. the medical approach on it. It's just well, what happens to when your body adapts to the extrogenous testosterone? You go to a different 
Oh, so that they'll just switch what steroid yeah, it is. You go from a cream to an injection, or you go from a short chain to a long chain, or oh, you, okay. you just you switch up the type and you you try it out. <laughs> it's so like, it's like legal steroids. Yeah, I mean it is, and it's good. Like, don't get me wrong, it's it's really good for people that need it, you yeah. know, and people that are really struggling with uh, with hormones. But I want to I want to take a little segue to um, that annoys me. Yeah, it well you know, when when it's just like a band aid for a. a gaping wound yeah <laughs> you know like, well a lot of people are using it to, to cover up their insecurities about their body what i mean most dudes i think that do it have huge body image issues anyways um but what i would say too is the other big thing that you need to worry about and why post-cycle therapy is important if you're going to do this which i don't recommend that you do unless you're very serious about it and you should have known the answer to this question if you were going to do it um is because of yeah, depression and the anxiety afterwards and the the loss of gains like it helps combat that a little bit there are so many side effects of steroids you oh, know yeah. like and unless working with people that do steroids is one of the worst fucking things in the world just to let you know if and, you don't know that yeah it's it's an emotional train ride i mean it's just there's a lot of stuff that goes on now with somebody with hormone replacement therapy it's it can it's actually, dose, right? well yeah it is but i mean the dosage can get pretty high but they they're not going to have roid rage. They need it, you know. Like it's yeah. not, it's different than somebody that's a 18, 19, 20 year old kid that's you know shooting up steroids. Well, there's you know, a like, great example too. If you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you shouldn't be doing steroids. The the recommended, if you were to look at the steroid, uh, what's it called, the steroid bible or something like that. I don't know. There there it, is a because I've looked at all this. Trust me, I've been asked this question a thousand times. So. I'm going to just answer probably a lot of questions with this simple statement. So it's, again, we don't condone it or anything, but I will say this. Oral steroids are horrible. They have to be processed twice through either the kidneys or the liver, and they will wreck your body. It's a double pass. Injections are actually the healthiest way of doing steroids forms. You know, it's just a lot easier on the body. Topical is probably up there in that same range. You know, it gets. Topical is becoming more popular too because of, like you said, hormone re replacement therapy. That and delivery methods. It's yeah. not. It's not as abrasive. Th you know, we'll probably be getting a lot more topical. Uh, pre-workouts everything which is becoming way more popular now well i just read um in nature um nature magazine it's a, a peer review journal um that uh there's more protein delivered uh topical creams and topical ointments and medications and everything so i mean that's that was i remember that when that first came out they were mm -hmm. had like this big fancy machine that they had to you know ultrasonically transfuse your uh, you know whatever you were taking into your blood and now they don't do it they rub it on and boom it's 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 in your body you, you know, know what's like, scary about that if your skin absorbs that well just think about all the shit all the chemicals and everything you've came into contact with it's yeah. just getting directly just shunted in there no that's a that's a great point you know and we'll have to we need to have an, a, a podcast on that we, you know, need, on, we should have a dermatologist on here that'd be a great podcast and ask about some of these sure there, let's write let's write that down and let's do that soon um okay so you know we don't condone steroid use and we also are not going to talk too much shit about you if you do it um like I said, I have friends that do it. Not a big deal. Um, just make sure that you're doing it in a way that's you're educated or, you know, don't listen to a bro in the gym. Just find out the information. Ask your doctor. It's not so crazy to ask your doctor about these days. Like Chuck said, they deal with it with a um, 
hormone replacement therapy and also make sure you're doing a blood panel when you do it because it will fuck up all kinds of things yeah you should be doing one before you take it and during during and, and after, after. Yes. <laughs> i mean it's because you it's need a, to know afterwards it's an expensive process guys i mean like you're you're talking about two three hundred dollars a month and you know, four hundred dollars a month minimal for, gains too uh, yeah, for most people, they don't see that much gain. I mean, it's more about what you do and what you put in your body still. You know, the, mm -hmm. really the fact of the matter is that steroids simply help you recover faster. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Okay, so we're moving on from that. That's the first time we've ever actually addressed steroids. There you go. Boom. Boom. First time, 40, 44th episode or something like that. 28 um, minutes in. 28 minutes in. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> let's write that down. Write that down. Uh, we're moving on to the last one. So I've had this question asked a bunch. I think in the new year, people were like, I want to be a fucking personal trainer. Yeah, and we're like, some of them were like, sweet, man, I've always wanted you to be here. Like, you're you're awesome at, you know, I see your videos, it's cool. And then some people are like, oh, shit, like another one of those. Um, do not do a weekend certification. Do not do it. Don't do it's, it. It's not going to teach you shit. Um, NASM has a program. One of my clients is doing it. Uh, it is six. You can do like an eight or 16 week program. You're going through the book just like a class. You have to take stuff online. He's learning stuff. He's actually becoming, you know, very interested in everything. He's not cramming to take some stupid test. Um, NASM has a great program. I would recommend that. And um, just before I give it over to Chuck, who has NASM, I would say. ACSM, they were the first certification. I have it. If you're not going into medical, there's no reason to get ACSM. It's uh, it doesn't help prepare you for anything. Um, it's more expensive. It used to be you had to have a college degree. Not anymore. Um, so unless you're doing health or one of their health certifications, I would not recommend it. Yeah. So the ACSM does have the CSCS though. That's probably oh, that's, the, or that's NSCA, NSCA or NSCA. Yeah. Okay, National Strength sorry. and Conditioning Association, um, which is what I want next. That's for athlete athletes. It, athlete it's, been training. A, it's been a long day. If you so it's okay. just a <laughs> no big deal. Let's no, <laughs> I know. I just uh, it's funny because so. Just to quickly explain kind of Parker and I's difference, and I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm going a full circle in this. I am NASM certified. Um, one of the first times I called Parker when he went to Indiana, we hadn't really spoken for a while, and I called him, and I was heading back from NASM clinic. And it was it was like a three day long clinic, and we basically did a crash course on the book, and they taught us a lot of the concepts and methods, and even like some sales techniques, and just uh, I did the same I, thing for ACSM. I still have you know some really cool um, hints and tips and stuff like that that I gained from that, and I really um, you know you said your client is doing it and having the assistance, which now if you look on their website, they have so much assistance. It's it's ridiculous. If, if you can't pass it, if you can't learn about your training and fitness and how to properly train somebody in a scientific manner through the NASM, like you have problems. You, you know, like shouldn't you, be a trainer. Yeah, like you, you might want to consider a different career. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a challenging career. You know, NASM. I chose this this certification when I was nineteen, um, and it's it was just a. It was interesting. I did a lot of research. I looked through all the certifications, read all their mottos, looked at even their textbooks on a lot of them, and I found the NASM. And I feel like uh, they are a great program, and they're scientifically based. You know, mm -hmm. that's where I kind of got the grounding from periodization and some of the techniques that we're going to be using in this program that we're going to teach you about. Um, and it's 
it's just, it's the way to train efficiently, you know, and not spin your gears and not really burn yourself out, not get injured or, you know, just really keep your health in line while you're training pretty damn hard, you know, and you know, like, I remember coming out and, and when I got certified, they videotape you in a room while you're testing, you know, it's a long test. It's like a three hour test or something like that. And, um, you have to get, I think like an 80% or better, uh, to, in order to pass it. And I passed it they don't really tell you your percentage or anything like that. But the, the person that was overseeing my test, they said that I scored very highly. They said, she said there wasn't very many people. I don't, I Um, don't guess that you wouldn't considering yeah. you're the science guy on here and you freaking remember shit that I can't remember. No, at all. but it, it was just, I mean, they go over things like inhibition, um, you know, autogenic inhibition, reciprocal inhibition, different concepts and stuff, length tension relationship. I actually yeah. want, I want to talk about that on our next podcast, uh, because Parker brought that, that up one. to me, um, last week. And, uh, I actually have quite a bit of feedback. That's one of the concepts that I use continuously, you know, through my training methods. So, um, yeah. See, and, ASM, and what ACSM, really did for us was like working with the older population which does apply here and it's like, like risk factors and asm is like an anatomy and physiology book yes like you can go to it as a source like i still go back to my book and i'm like oh man how does the programming go on this you know i would, or like, I would say nsca is the same way um yeah. i have their book still and i actually use it to study for acsm it's a very good program um both those are really good and they they both have really um awesome journals they put out and too now i believe that the nasm helps you get a job as yeah. well so they like, put they, you through an internship and they they have job placements right here. it's pretty cool i mean so if you are looking into being a personal trainer that's my top pick um i would say the nsca especially if you have a bachelor's degree get your yeah. nsca because you can eventually turn to a cscs and they actually are um i just sent you the links for their um kind of uh supporting uh like tenure tenure now so for a personal trainer they have like a five a ten uh and like a 20 year old 20 year uh in the business uh kind of like i don't know what to call it like a industry leaders you know who's who of the of the fitness industry basically they they will give you accreditation that's what i was looking for yeah um which is cool that's an awesome thing and they and they lead the way if you look at like men's health or any of the bodybuilding.com most people under their name they'll say cscs which means conditioning strength strength conditioning i don't know what it actually means (laughs) Uh, no, let's see. It's a certified, uh, certified strength and conditioning yes. specialist. Yes, That's go. what it is. Yeah. You, you got me spun well, around for a second there. Yep. But hey, just that, that, just, that just shows you, that just shows you, <laughs> I, I have that weird memory for that stuff. So yeah. anyways, but the one thing I do want to say about training certifications, I have over a master's degree in training certifications. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. How I did that is I went to work for lifestyle fit and family fitness and I used their system to get my education you know like i wanted to learn about fitness i didn't want to pay for it so i worked for somebody that would (laughs) you can do that through like the why too yeah and a a lot of these big gyms will allow you to do that and i do recommend that these you new trainers you do that you know go to a corporate gym learn about sales learn about marketing learn about branding yourself and and learn the ropes so that you can be a good trainer because that was what turned me from a good trainer to a great trainer was learning a lot of that stuff and it not only taught me what I want to do, but what I never ever want to do. Yeah. And that's the, that's what you'll learn. I mean, I'm, I am 
what's called the hardest of the of the personal training industry basically being a private fitness industry or a private personal trainer is one of the hardest things to do in in the fitness industry and it takes a big leap at one point or another in your career and uh, but like I said, there there's definitely application in in just getting a job as a personal trainer yeah. and getting some experience and stuff like that. Like, and I've been pretty much fifty uh, fifty on my journey through training people, and I prefer one hundred percent running my own business. Um, but at the same token, like it's good to be in a gym. You do get to meet more people. You do learn a lot, and you're forced to do things that you wouldn't normally do on your own. No, um, and in the beginning, I think that's the most important thing for you to talk to people, go through the fitness consultations, have like a high volume of people in front of you. And I think Chuck's right on that. No, absolutely. Okay, so to answer, Amanda has asked one question that I, I really like because uh, NSCA actually just put out a... I think it was NSCA, an article on post-workout nutrition. Mm. And um, basically, there is no optimal time to take a post-workout drink. Uh, it is the same if you take it before, oh, yeah, no, if you take it after. That's, that's not a new study in that sense. I saw that also, and I was thinking exactly that. I'm like, you know what? But And they're absolutely right. You know, like you... you your pre and post workout window, it's really just hit one of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's kind of what it comes down to. Well, I don't, I, the, um, the study said that the window doesn't exist. There is no window. You could literally do it in, in the morning when you wake up as opposed to after your workout. So this brings up an, a very excellent point because, um, I was explaining this to somebody the other day and I actually heard, I think it was, it might've been Ben Greenfield. I might even mm -hmm. have heard it through someone else, but they were saying that, basically the small meal when like small meal frequent meal uh deal is inaccurate and yeah. the reason that it's inaccurate is because you think of things like leucine you know something that's in meat and in animal you know products and you're gonna get that only through you know proteins and animal products and if you don't get enough of that you're not going to have that hormonal response that leucine can give you yeah you know and um you know, so therefore, eating small, frequent meals, you're not getting that stimulation in hormones that you would normally from eating a larger meal. Having like a um, big piece of steak, like I did last night. Yeah, exactly, and and that's a it's Dude, very I, important. Here's here's a great little um, thing from that too. I had a piece of steak last night, and like an hour later, my I was so hungry. Yeah. Oh, that was the other question. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. So I had a friend, Nathan, he asked me this morning about why do I never get hungry in the mornings? Because I, that was my post was, Hey, I wake up every morning ravenous, you know, and it's kind of the same thing in that regard. <laughs> Someone's bumping over there, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of that. It's kind of the same thing in that regard. Like you can, if you eat frequently, if your body is metabolism is going, you're going to be sending those hunger hormones, you know, and you know, if you're not hungry first thing in the morning, it's probably because you're not used to eating breakfast first thing in the morning, yeah. you know, and it's just simply, uh, increasing the frequency of how often you eat breakfast will get you back in the habit of being hungry first thing in the morning, yep. you know, and I get that question a lot of, you know, why am I never hungry first thing in the morning? Why can't I eat? Why do I feel, you know, bloated when I eat first thing in the morning? Just eat. 
you know, yeah. find find some stuff that you eat first, and then you know, just try to get it to a high fat, high protein breakfast because that's going to be the best hormonal response. Yeah, if you're not um, not doing like an intermittent fasting thing where you're actually trying to stay away from breakfast, like I, I think the most important thing is just to get a meal in right away. Um, if, even if you're going to work out or whatever, like you know, just try to make sure that you're staying consistent with it because your body responds to that. Yeah, I think another thing that I'm going to bring up real quick before we we kind of wrap this up is, you know, when there's two different things, you can eat healthy and you can eat towards your goals. You know, a lot of people have aesthetic goals or body composition goals that they eat healthy to try to accomplish that and they don't realize that there are specific goals for nutrition, you know, so that they can accomplish their their physique goals or their body composition goals. So Although you think you're eating healthy or that you're eating towards your goal, you might just be eating healthy, you know, and there is a difference. So, um, you know, just try to focus in on that. And we saw my big, long post this week, right? know if i did or not this week's been crazy for me so well so i i posted this week about on facebook uh how i think it's very funny that people associate healthy eating or sorry aesthetics with healthy oh, eating. yes 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 i and, did see that um you know there's so many people out there that are giving these nutritional recommendations that shouldn't when we give you nutritional advice we're not saying we're the most qualified um and as a matter of fact i try not to give that much nutritional advice at all because i i would rather focus on the training so i don't get involved with supplement companies that's why i'm not doing the stupid marketing down you know bullshit that all this all these people have out it's not because i don't think there's potential to make money or that the product is not good. I've tried a lot of the products. They're all right. Like, um, they're not something I would jump and spend a ton of money on or have it mailed to my door every month. But, um, and like we were talking about, we, I mean, you've, you've taken minimal sub supplements. I really don't take a whole lot right now. Um, but my, my point is I would rather focus on the actual working out, the actual exercise, the group exercise, um, making you move better. I have no desire to to spend all my time looking at somebody's uh, food log, and I'm not going to claim that I'm an expert. I know my body really fucking well, and I'll tell you what works for me, but I guarantee you it doesn't work for you because I've seen it with my clients. They can literally copy my diet and not get the same results. Yeah, and that's that's what irritates me the, mo- the most about the fitness industry is that people, you will find people that are fitness professionals that will give you exactly their diet, and it, you are expecting it to work for you, and it won't. Yeah. <laughs> it just will not, you know? Well, like, here's a great thing, too. We just talked about the, the steroid know use. know what that person's doing, exactly. If you took ba- Bradley Martin's... Uh, nutritional advice the dude's running a definitely a huge stack like let's be real he can deadlift like seven eight hundred pounds and he's not natural like let's be real and so let's so you let's can't take rewind his advice. this a second because the oh, i just simply want to say do what, try it out if it doesn't work for you move on to something else you yeah. know like there's too many people that get hung up on doing exactly the same thing that does not work for them if it doesn't work for you try something different if it fits your macros doesn't work for everybody try something different a low fat high carb diet doesn't work for everybody try it out if it doesn't work try something different you know like you did just, you did you know by the way lane norton's gonna be on mind pump 
Oh yeah, nice. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Very interesting to listen to. I'm really looking forward <laughs> to that insane. one. I've, I, honestly, I had that's if there's one person other than Ben Greenfield I've been following a lot lately, it's been Lane Norton. So and, and Chuck and I still really <laughs> different. And Chuck and I and Christina's hey, wait, on wait, your side hold too. Hold on, I feel like I'm I'm linking my inner Lane Norton. I've got the beard going. I've got my glasses on, my camo hat. <laughs> I could listen to you all day. I could listen to Lane Norton for two seconds. I don't yeah. even think I'd like him if I met him. I've heard good things i've heard good things i just don't there's i don't know i just don't he's too you're like that with people though you're, dude, you're a little just, more like that with people straight I, up I, he annoys the piss out of me on the podcast like i can't i can't yeah. even i can't no that's not and opinions are like assholes we all have them yeah i, I am the asshole on this podcast nah, i'm just letting you know <laughs> so you guys are getting a, getting a chance to really feel out our personalities yeah but whatever yeah, yeah whatever deal whatever. with it yeah fuck you bro yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, that was that was in all love. Um, um, anyways, <laughs> we'll have some links I've to our... a lot on this podcast. Dude, so you've you been guys, way better about I'm trying. To, I'm trying to I get... encourage it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like maybe it. the problem is I'm I'm letting Parker influence me too much. So I see, I didn't even give him a beer today. Like we're drinking <laughs> water right now. He's just letting it slip. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, we have some. We have 127 videos on our our YouTube. 127. You're, you're welcome. Guys. That's a ton. Um, Parker has worked yeah. his ass off. So uh, this is what I've been doing. Parker's been uploading these and putting the, the closed caption on. Which, by the way, guys, if you want a good laugh, go to some of these closed <laughs> captions and look at them. I I literally was sitting in the restaurant earlier tonight. And I was laughing hysterically because of one of the, the closed captions. I looked at it and it was like uh, Chucky um, skeleton, something, something, the other ball. Like it was just like a bunch of random words, and I was like, "Oh my god, that might have been the first, like funniest sentence I've if ever heard." If you used in my life. auto closed captioning <laughs> from YouTube, you would end up with a bunch of deaf people that would be <laughs> really like, pissed off at you, either pissed off or just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell am I watching? Are they on acid?" <laughs> Some, oh most of them can gosh. read lips, though, so like they probably don't even need it. Well, we we won't have any oh, lips yeah, on that. We've been doing one person. That's gearing. true. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to have it. No, it's it's really cool, guys. We're we're adding a lot of stuff on there on on the daily. So check it out. Um, we're going to be shooting our next batch of videos probably in the next couple weeks, and yep. you know, getting those that next batch of stuff loaded up. I mean, this program's going to. It's looking like it's going to have hundreds of videos. So. We already got over a hundred. It's going to yeah. probably be around the three to four hundred mark. Yeah, and it's it's going to be great. And that's without I mean, a single weight. And these aren't flashy exercises, guys. Uh, these are going to be ones you're going to be like, oh, that's so easy. That's so easy. And then you're going to be like, oh, my God, my legs are crushed. Yeah, like, uh, we're, we're looking for beta testers, too. So if you think that you might want to try it out, we're only going to offer it to the people on the podcast. I'm not going to try to get people from Facebook. Like, yeah. I know if you're watching it live, cool. No, but that's, that's a great yeah, idea. I don't, if you listen to the podcast, so if you are hearing the words coming out of my mouth, yes, then that means that you are going to get the first version of our whole program yep. most likely for free you know for like free. we're we're giving it out because we want to get feedback we want to change stuff up before we charge people for this because yep. we want you guys to be so ecstatic when you do get this program that you're like oh my god this is exactly what I need, you know, mm -hmm. like, and it's funny because that's what you get from working most often with a really good personal trainer. You're like, this is exactly what I need. And Parker and I have been working on this for five years, guys. So yeah. it's not like we're, uh, we put a little bit of thought into it. We've put a lot of thought, a lot of work, uh, blood, sweat, tears, laughter, the whole nine. And, um, we're looking forward to releasing it to you guys.
Yep. And on that note, thank you for watching on FB and thanks for tuning in on the podcast. Please share it with your friends. Uh, the more people that have access to the podcast, the more people we can help. And we love to do that. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, adios. Thank you for listening to FAQ Fitness Podcast. If you liked our show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. For more workout programs, video resources, and ask your fitness questions, check out our website at faqfitnesspodcast.com. 